Hey, welcome to 49ers Friday. We're your host, Grant Cohn, Ryan Hensley. Real quick before we get into the show, I was doing a show this morning and the YouTube stream cut off because YouTube's tripping today. So if that happens today, again, just know that this is also streaming on my on Twitter, on my Twitter account and on Facebook. So you can find, and I'll post clips later. So I just want to get that out of the way. I have no idea if, if YouTube is going to continue to trip as it did earlier. That's enough <laughs> yeah. of that. Um, I was just at uh, practice today. I was in the locker room today. Talked to Kyle today. Talked to Kyle, uh, Jimmy yesterday. It's a really nice soap opera down in Santa Clara right now. It's yeah. better than your average football team. So yeah. I want to start with that. We're going to talk about Trey Lance and the locker room dynamics and Hafunga and Debo and Ayuk. Not just quarterbacks, but we got to start with this Kyle-Jimmy relationship. Um, you've seen what Jimmy has said at the press conferences since the game, since he became the starter again by default. And you've seen how Kyle's been acting. How do you feel this relationship Considering what they've been through the last couple of years, where do you think this relationship's at right now? So it's definitely awkward. Uh, yeah. First, let me say, uh, Grant, good on you, man, for asking the tough questions uh, over and Thanks. over again. You're the guy that does it. And uh, I really appreciate just as a fan because you're asking the questions that people want to want to hear answers to. So good job by you doing that. Nice. But yeah, I'm just trying to live up to my dad's name. You know, he yeah. he, he would make sure I would ask these questions. He's a great role model for you in that regard because he used to do the same thing. So, yeah, no, it's 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 got to be awkward, right? Like, uh, you know, some of the dynamics uh, for me, right? You're, you wanted me out of the building, huh? Now, now I got to save your job again, huh? Yeah. Sorry. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like it's it's so weird. You're telling me that it's like we have to forget everything that's transpired over the last two years. You know, let's forget that you traded three first round draft picks to replace him. Let's forget that you uh, wanted to trade him. Let's forget that you wouldn't allow him on the practice field for OTAs and training camp. Cut his let's salary. forget all of that, right? And then made him a backup, humiliated him, basically scapegoated him and replaced him with someone who had played one year of football post high school. I mean, it was all very humiliating. And now he's back like, hey, I'm here to save the day again. Yeah. And he's got a big and, smile on his face and Kyle doesn't. It, Kyle, Kyle painted himself in a corner here because now what you got is spicy Jimmy. And I like spicy Jimmy, man. <laughs> I really do. Uh, you're in there. I mean, you asked the questions. What are your thoughts on, on how Jimmy Garoppolo's response is to you? Well, it's so out of character because he's been the – ever since they they brought him here and he was like a Boy Scout. He was young. He was from New England and he said all the right things. He hadn't gotten paid yet. Then he got paid and it was so much and I think he felt like he needed to do and say everything right. Because he was the face of the, he was like the highest paid player in the league, and he hadn't proven much, hadn't played much. So he sort of allowed Kyle to like kind of scapegoat him and imply that all the mistakes were his fault, and just turn him into a game manager and just kind of neuter him on the field. He let all that happen and didn't didn't uh, say what he said yesterday about wanting more freedom and wanting to throw the ball. Um, and so they bring in Trey Lance and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Last year, he starts cursing a little bit, like he starts. It's like, okay, well, I'm not the franchise quarterback. I guess I can be a little bit more myself. And now, now that Trey's hurt and like it's his job, no, like they're, they're desperate. Like the tables have turned. He, he's almost like, okay, so now I'm in control. Now mm -hmm. I have the power and I'm going to use it. And I love it because the way I look at it is I think Kyle's a dictator. He tries to come across as he's a friend. I'm Kyle. I'm not a coach. I'm Kyle. I'm the homie. Nah, dude, you're a dictator. You tell all these guys exactly what to do and they can't, they have no freedom according to Jimmy and you're a micromanager. And uh, it seems like they don't like it. A lot of guys who've been around you for a long time are kind of tired of it. And Jimmy's sort of like the, you know, the resistance. Yeah, he's, he's doing everything. He's like Luke Skywalker and you're Darth Vader right now, Kyle. And I think everyone's rallying around Jimmy. And I think Kyle has to figure out how to be the coach and not, he needs to and not be such a dictator. Basically, he needs to empower his players to let them win a Super Bowl. He wants to be the reason. He wants to be the star. I would give a really long answer, but that's the way I see it. I think like this is good for the 49ers, good for Jimmy. And it, Kyle seems uncomfortable, but it's good for him, too. Yeah, I think it's funny also because, you know, there are people like yourself and, and myself that were questioning how he used Trey Lance. And now you got Jimmy Garoppolo telling you that he doesn't like how he's being used. Exactly. Right. And exactly. everyone's mad. Oh, what are you talking about? The, 
you know, that he used Trey Lance wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. And now yeah. you got Jimmy Garoppolo coming out saying that he didn't like the way he's being used either. And here's the thing. So when, when Trey, Trey never said that he was used wrong, Trey never even said it. Jimmy's saying it. Mm-hmm. Trey never said it, but I tried to say it. People say it. But the thing about Trey is he doesn't have that many allies in the media. Who the hell is Trey Lance? He's yeah. from a small town in Minnesota, and he, and he went to North Dakota State. So there's not like this whole media brigade that has his back like Jimmy has. You know mm-hmm. why? Because Jimmy comes from New England. Mm-hmm. That he has new, uh, ESPN, uh, New York, Boston. A lot of people love Jimmy. So if Jimmy says it, can't dismiss it. You can always dismiss Trey Lance, which, which breaks my heart. And that's why I, I have his back so hard because no one does. They labeled yeah. him a bust after three starts. If he has some media backing, that never would have happened. But he's just the, the, the nobody from Minnesota who went to North Dakota State. Jimmy is royalty in the NFL. And he yeah. says something. Kyle has to – I mean, he should have had a better answer than I don't – you have to ask Jimmy. He should have been more prepared uh, for the question. Frankly, he acted like he didn't even watch Jimmy Garoppolo's press conference. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah, anyway, I mean, and Trey, Trey's 22 years old. He, he's a kid. And yeah. p- part of the reason I always, you know, uh, like you, I come, I'm, I'm pretty protective over Trey Lance. I know that sounds funny, but uh, he's a 22 year old kid. Reminds me of my kids. I have kids his age. Uh, so when I see grown men picking on him in, in the media, it just pisses me off. And I, I always root for the underdog. I'm always protective. I don't like bullies. Um, so that's part of the reason why I'm always protective over Trey Lance. But but Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he's a 30-year-old man. He's he's only what 13 years younger than than yeah. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's painting himself to a corner where he has to use Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's on a one-year contract. He, they know he has to use him, so he's coming out and he's trying to speak up for himself. And yeah. I love it, man. I know I've been hard on Jimmy Garoppolo in the past, but uh, I haven't. I was pretty I was really excited before this season about Trey Lance. When he went down, I was just kind of like crap. Now yeah. we got this to go. But Jimmy has sparked new excitement for me coming out with his attitude, uh, saying what he's saying. I'm excited to see what he can do and, and if it's find out if it's true or not. You know, can he back it up? Will Kyle let him uh, be himself uh, and give him that freedom? And if he does, can Jimmy actually back it up? Because what Jimmy essentially said is Kyle killed my confidence. Mm-hmm. I, I got here. I was a confident quarterback. Now he treats me like I suck. I'm only allowed to throw the ball 15 times a game. It's all about running the ball. Why'd you give me the contract? Why, why did you make me the highest paid quarterback in the league? And I think that's a fair point. But to I think Kyle may have a good point, too. He doesn't express himself as well as Jimmy or Trey. But his point is probably, <laughs> I've given you chances, buddy. Do you not remember the Super Bowl? So that's fair, too. I really want to see how this plays out because – Kyle could call a bunch of deep shots in Denver. Jimmy could miss a bunch, throw a couple picks, and lose. So I, I don't know uh, what exactly the right answer is here. I just think it's very interesting that they are at – they seemingly at odds. I mean, it seems obvious and public. Like, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's, like, calling him out publicly. And, yeah. and Kyle's, like, not Twice. handling it. Twice. 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 And Kyle, like, really hasn't yeah. figured out a good response yet. He's acting like he hasn't heard. He's playing the, like, I don't even know what you're talking about game. Like, mm. Mm-hmm. Really? You, you just missed your, your quarterback's press conference? Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. And I know we have other topics that are going to cover this, but the way this the dynamic is setting up between the two of those guys, yeah. winning is the only thing that's going to keep it cool. Yep. Because the, the way it's set up right now, if they go on a losing streak, it, it's only going to get worse. Yeah, absolutely. It, yep. I, I'd be really curious to see how Kyle doubles down. Like, is he going to give in to, to Jimmy or is he going to run the ball 45 times this week? yeah yeah kyle seems kind of like the kind of guy who's like okay you want to throw jimmy here we go and then (laughs) we could have like three interceptions in this game because i remember just remember a lot of this came from the five interception practice maybe kyle overreacted to one one practice in august but jimmy did that you know Mm -hmm. so i kyle has his reasons and i know i know we asked how long trey trey lance's leash was before the season but now with these New developments. I mean, how long is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's leash? I imagine it's really long. But hey, Purdy's gonna go. He's breathing down his neck. (laughs) Purdy's gonna go in there and do what you say, Kyle. So hey, you never know. Maybe that's maybe maybe Kyle's looking forward to the Brock Purdy experience. Hasis says uh, Kyle might as well be like Marshawn and say I'm just here so I won't get fined since he doesn't want to answer (laughs) seriously. He really doesn't like answering my questions, which I kind of take as a badge of honor. I'm not there to be his friend. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not there to be his enemy, but I'm not there to be his friend. 
Aaron says, okay, Grant, I'm sorry, but I have to know what is your favorite LaCroix flavor? Uh, they're all so good. I, I, I don't know. I was drinking tangerine earlier. It was good. What's the one in the in the pink one? The, I forget. The guava, the guava one is is good. Uh, Caesar, Caesar says, let Jimmy cook. Yeah, he's yeah. a cooker. He's going to come out with like macaroni and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> What it, what 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 if if you let Jimmy cook? What is dinner that night? Uh, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Jimmy, I, I I respect you, man, but now you got to deliver. You really got to whip up something nice for dinner, dog. Fried chicken or something, dude. <laughs> like I think Kyle's very skeptical. Jimmy mm-hmm. is the leak, says David. What makes you think there's just one? I have no idea who it is. Uh, R.J. John says, Grant, love what you're doing, brother. I really. Starting to think that your kid'll ghost, and I mean injury when Jimmy isn't playing has weight. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see how he looks. I have a feeling he's gonna get like 15 catches this week and look phenomenal. That's oh, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Waruna says Jimmy's correct. He arrived in Santa Clara as a two-time Super Bowl winner. He has none to show for the effort put in. I feel you, Waruna. All right, let's move on. So I think a lot of Four Niner fans don't want to talk about Trey Lance anymore because it is it's it's just an uncomfortable, upsetting topic. And frankly, He's on the back burner for a while, but before he fades into the pick into the background entirely for the season, I think we need to talk about him one more time. So you haven't talked about him yet on my channel. How do you feel about what went down? Well, uh, complete anger on the first night. I know I'm going to piss a lot of people off right now, and so be it. This is how I feel. Uh, Trey Lance was ran more than Tim Tebow. Uh, I tweeted that out earlier in the week. Tim Tebow ran 12 and a half times per game, roughly. Trey Lance was like 13 and a half per start, roughly. So he ran him as much, actually more, than Tim Tebow, who's one of the worst passing quarterbacks uh, of all time. So uh, that right there just makes me angry. You and I both predicted before the season that we were – our concern was – and it wasn't really necessarily a prediction, but it was a concern – that Kyle Shanahan is going to run him too much. I remember we were talking and I said, you know, I hope he runs him two or three times a game to create that threat. You were saying, I think he's going to run him more like seven or eight times. Yeah. <laughs> then he runs him 13 times a game. All right. Uh, and not only that, it's through the tackles. Yeah. When I said seven or eight, that felt like, Ooh, that's, Ooh, that's yeah, kind of on the high crazy. side there. <laughs> um, so seeing what took place, um, knowing that we were both concerned about injury for Trey Lance and then watching him continually to run him, particularly up the middle, which is something he's not even honestly really great at. I mean, he's he's an okay runner, but, I mean, you have three other guys on the team or seven guys on the team that are better at it than him. Kyle used Trey Lance like he was Tim Tebow. Like, if, 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 Tim, if Tim Tebow was Kyle's quarterback, I'm sure he would call games exactly like he called them for Trey Lance, which is so dis- disappointing. You you traded all that for him and sat him a year so you could use him like Tim Tebow? Sorry, keep going. Yeah, so, so I was pissed off. I mean, you, you ran him, you got him hurt. It pisses me off. So there, there's two things that are – there's multiple things that you got to consider. Is One, you have to ask yourself, did he use him correctly? Um if you think that he used Trey Lance to his strengths, then you need to ask yourself, did they waste three first round draft picks trading for a guy that they're going to use like Tim Tebow? The other thing you need to ask yourself is, did they develop Trey Lance correctly? Should they have played him last year and got him reps so he could be more prepared for this year? Uh, there's so many questions. It, it just makes it look like there's a mistake that was made here by Kyle Shanahan, whether it was drafting Trey Lance in the first place or whether it's the way you used him. Either way, now he's hurt. We have another year to wait to find out how he, how, who he is. We still don't know who he is. So I was just pissed about the whole entire thing. What I think is most discouraging is that I think it's obvious that Trey never had a chance. And the way I, what I mean is the locker room rejected him. And not they didn't reject him. They rejected Kyle saying they needed a new quarterback. They didn't think they needed a new quarterback. They loved Jimmy. And frankly, if you had to ask, who does the locker room love more, Jimmy or Kyle? I think it's pretty clear they love Jimmy. So mm-hmm. I think they felt that that whole thing was wrong. I don't think they like Kyle as much as they did before because of all that's happened the last two years. I'm just guessing. I mean, I think they're looking at him as like, dude, you – you were trying to be, you act like you were our friend. Look what you did to Jimmy. Jimmy's one of us. Mm-hmm. Look what you did to him. 
And you can yeah. do that to any one of us. So I don't know, man. I think Trey never had a chance. The locker room never wanted a new quarterback unless his name was Stafford or Rogers or, you know, something like that. And even then, who knows how that would have went. I think Kyle doesn't have, he wants to act like a dictator, like every decision his guys are going to back. And they frankly haven't the last couple of years. Well, when I look back at it, I mean, what everyone was talking about how great of a situation Trey Lance was drafted into, but it's really, it was an awful situation because he, he would have had to have been absolutely perfect in order to, uh, you know, the, he couldn't have been perfect enough. They love Jimmy, man. Perfect. The, wouldn't have been perfect enough. So you either need to double down and just say, Hey, we still believe in Jimmy and keep Jimmy and quit, quit the BS and save your three draft picks, draft people to go around him, or you need to land a, a, a veteran you know, a, a Matt Stafford or, or somebody like that. But asking a, a rookie, particularly Trey Lance, who is inexperienced and raw, uh, yeah. to come in here and, and be the guy, um, it, it, it's wild, man. I, I think it was uh, – and when I say that, understand that I believe in Trey Lance. I think uh, he has a ton of potential, and I think he will be good one day. Whether or not that's with the 49ers or not, I'm not sure. But I don't necessarily know that he was the right – choice that trading three first round draft picks was the right decision uh if you're just going to run the guy like tim tebow and get him hurt i mean yeah. running backs on average their careers are two and a half years um and it's because it's the most and it's the shortest career span of any uh player in the nfl it's running backs so if you're going to run trey lance like a running back guess what's going to happen he's going to have a short career he's yeah. going to get hurt it's obvious to everybody and it's just mind-boggling why that decision was made to do it. I don't get it. And if if he's going to be on the shelf for this whole for the next few months, that means he won't be developing as a quarterback. And that means he's going to enter next year exactly where he was this year, which means they're going to have to run him again. And I think also the locker room was so let such a, like a a public uh sigh of relief when Jimmy Garoppolo came back. You can't undo that. I, it just doesn't seem like and let, unless you get rid of all the vets on this team, all the old guys that were on the team in the Super Bowl with, with Jimmy, I don't think this Trey's ever going to have a real shot here, which is too yeah. bad. Yeah, and it was it, one comment that I heard from Jimmy Garoppolo. It, I, I was like, wow. Um, immediately after Trey Lance breaks his ankle, um, you know, Jimmy comes in and he was talking to the press and he said, yeah, we were all just fired up. Uh, it just doesn't seem like the right tone to take no. when your quarterback, your 22 year old quarterback just right. broke his ankle. But uh, you can understand like, what, but the way I look at it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really, really uh, insensitive, but it also speaks to what a bizarre toxic situation that was that uh, Kyle created, keeping mm -hmm. both of them. And so, he was in such denial the whole time. Oh, I'll be fine. We won't listen to the noise. We're not going to listen to the noise. Well, frankly, a lot of the noise came from your locker room yeah. anonymously. And it's like every freaking person had a source, you know, really respected journalists all over the country. were like, I'm hearing that this locker room is that they don't trust. Like everyone heard. I'm just saying it was terrible, man. The kid never had a chance. It was yeah. botched. Yeah. Luckily, the 49ers are going to be pretty good this year, I think, um, because when you win, a lot of these things don't matter as much. But if they start losing, you got this dynamic of the the coach that went with the kid over your buddy. Yep. Now the kid's hurt. Now your buddy's in. There's a there's a large group of veterans on this team that did not like the decision to go with Trey Lance and preferred Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and that was Kyle Shanahan's decision. Right. It wasn't anyone else's decision. Um, so, you know, I find it funny a lot of the fan base, they fight with each other, you know, over Jimmy Garoppolo and the way the 49ers have treated him. And in defense of Kyle Shanahan, when it's Kyle Shanahan who made all these decisions to get rid of Jimmy. So it just reminded me. Um, so Jimmy's probably going to win out unless if he plays well, he'll probably be back. And Trey, Trey's never going to be accepted by this locker room. It's going to. So um, reminds me of Steve Young. He was in Tampa. And uh, <laughs> did he get drafted? When did he get to Tampa? Hold on. I just want to check when he got to Tampa. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm ruining the show. Hold on. We got to Tampa in 1985. was there in 1986. Then they bring in Vinny Testaverde. And they go with Vinny Testaverde. It just feels like 
the Niners had the choice of Steve Young or Vinny Testaverde, and they're just all in Vinny Testaverde. You know, like the whole locker room is like, no, no, this guy, he's going to take too much time. We love Vinny. He's a great guy. He's just so down to earth and he's good enough. Like, come on, man. Like nothing against Vinny Testaverde. He played for a long time, but come on. not going to win a Super Bowl with Vinny Testaverde. Yeah, I think that I think the um, outcome of the season is going to greatly affect what takes place next year. I mean, that's probably an obvious statement, but you got Jimmy Garoppolo and a group of veterans that are all in on Jimmy, and then you got Trey Lance and you know the younger guys. Yeah. So if if they don't find success, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Jimmy, what happens with Trey, and what happens to those veterans that are all in on Jimmy and aren't buying in on Trey. This is a lot like the Warriors situation. You got the older guard and you got the young, like the guys who were 10 years younger and Kaminga and Wiseman. The difference is the older guard on the Warriors are champions. The older guys on the Niners haven't proven that. And there's a reason they're bringing in a youth movement because they have, they're 0 for 4, 0 for 3. They've, they've tried and failed. So yeah. the burden's on them and they kind of carry themselves like they're champions, like they're the Warriors. When frankly, there's no Steph Curry. There's, there's no, no Steph Curry, Curry in this locker room. You got Jimmy, you got Vinny, yeah. Vinny Testaverde. Jimmy yeah. Testaverde. Right. Yeah. All right. Answer a couple of questions and we'll get back to the show. Merkin Avalos says, what about Bruce Arians for a head coach? No. Maybe 20 years ago. No. Can we get someone? No. No. I mean, Brady essentially fired him. Pomplamoose is the flavor you're thinking of. Yeah, that's a good one too. I was thinking of the, uh, the, the new Sa Sao Paulo uh, guava one. That one's purplish. Jimmy don't even like LaCroix. How can he say that? Aaron. I'm gonna I be mean, honest. I'm not a Lacroix fan. So. I like him. I don't know. I like. I like I uh, carbonated water. My sister does. A bunch of people do. I just carbonated water makes me feel like such a bougie, like rich person. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> Street Juice Film says Jimmy and Kyle are the most overhyped, unproven pair in the league. These media heads are terrible for the sport. Trey fan for life. Um, they do have a lot in common for guys who are constantly pointing the finger at each other privately. They have a lot in common. Big media followings, big brand names, huge brand names. I mean, I think a big reason that Jimmy and, and Kyle are here is because the Niners had no brand for two years. Like they were embarrassed. They had Tom Sula. Remember that? I mean, of course you remember, but it's like, that's just some credibility. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo. Whoa, I've heard of all three of those guys. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Whenever know? whenever you criticize Kyle Shanahan at all on Twitter or whatever, everyone's like, what do you want to do? Go back to Tom Sula? Well, it's kind of an extreme right there, yeah. right? No, yeah. no one's calling for Jim Tom Sula, bud. Like, chill out. Exactly. Yeah. David DeFore says, or organizational tone response as bad as uh, Trey Lance injury. Yeah, well, it just to me shows that a, t a large portion of the team is not going with the program. So that's why I feel like, Kyle, man, if, if you can get this team to win the Super Bowl in spite of you this year, cool. If not, there's a lot of reasons to maybe look around to see if Sean Payton wants to coach here or someone else who's really good. Because the, yeah. the roster's loaded. I feel like, you know, it's just like the Warriors were in 2014. They could get someone. It's like, yeah. I think who doesn't want to coach Nick Bosa, Debo? This year, you know, after the Trey Lance thing, me and you were both pretty critical of Kyle Shanahan, but neither one of us said fire Kyle Shanahan no, right now. No, but, give him the year. I will say this is year six for Kyle Shanahan. And at some point, what is it going to be? Year 10, year 12? Like at, at what point do we expect results? And once again, he needs Jimmy to save his job because if Jimmy like doesn't play well because he wasn't prepared all offseason or he gets hurt, because all Kyle's quarterbacks gets hurt and Brock Purdy has to start an extended stretch, Niners aren't going to make the playoffs. I'm calling that right now. I could be wrong. And if they don't make the playoffs, Jed's got a real tough decision. Yeah. How many Going years can Kyle get the injury excuse when it's hit? I'm just saying. So big. Jimmy needs to play well, stay healthy, all that. If they don't make the playoffs, I mean, Kyle Shanahan after year six is still under 500 winning percentage. Jonathan Marino says Trey's media hate stems from one person coward. I disagree. He got it from all over, man. The whole Mike Mart. I mean, the whole world felt like they could just crap on this dude with impunity. And they can essentially, because again, there's no media allies for Trey. That's how the that's how this works. When you know, like you notice this thing happened, and how many people rushed to Kyle Shanahan to his defense. Oh my God. It's like, what about the kid that broke his leg? Yeah. It's all about everyone's concerned for Kyle. Oh, Kyle's taking too much criticism. He can take it. He didn't break his leg. Oh, he got some criticism this week? Like, oh, he gets criticism every week. He's a coach making $10 million for the decisions that he makes that cost that, – that, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Everyone was so concerned about Kyle. 
He'll be what, fine. What what makes Cowherd bad is because it's personal for him. It's a it's a it stems from our you know go look at what he was saying before you know when when Trey Lance was drafted and then after. That's what makes Cowherd's situation a little disgusting. Um, but yeah, I mean you're seeing it from all over and it's unjustified. I don't see how you can rip a 22 year old kid who says and does all the right things. He started four times. He did not do horrible in all the starts, but you just want to rip him apart. It's just he did it to Baker Mayfield, right? He started picking on Baker, but he had points about Baker. There were things about Baker that I thought were kind of corny. What is your point about Trey? Like, he had no point. He's, his point was, I have sources. I'm hearing that he sucks. Like, okay, well, he never got to play. Yeah. You know, you, you act like you know. Uh, did I skip that? Rhino G says, Kyle can still save himself. Kyle, please be Andy Reid, a good coach. Let go of the power trip and let your quarterbacks ball out. You'll still get the credit. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say is like um, – good coaches get their uh, players um, invested. So it's not, it's like, what are your favorite plays on third and eight? Uh, no, number them one through 10. Let me know. And they do that with, with players at the beginning of the year, because it, it's just human nature. If someone's invested in the decisions that happen that affect everyone, they're more invested in the outcome. But Kyle mm-hmm. seems like he's just like, this is what we're doing. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of mistakes in his offense. There's always a lot of turnovers. And there's a lot, a lot of finger pointing. It's like, whose fault was it? Like, well, I don't know. Maybe if your players were more invested in the decisions and the creation game plan, they would make less mistakes. That's why I'm really confident with Mike McDaniel in, in Miami because yes. he's got the formula for the run game from Kyle Shanahan. He seems really smart. And then not only that, he's got the people side down, which is yeah. at least 50% of what coaching is. Management is, you know, I tweeted today that Kyle Shanahan, need, Shanahan needs to read How to Win Friends and Influence People uh, by Dale Carnegie because Mike McDaniel is someone that you like, that you want to play for. He's about lifting the players up, making it about the players and not him. And I think he's going to have a lot of success. He's got Shanahan's formula, plus he has the the people side down. Also, let me just clarify what's going on. Jimmy is publicly saying, not like, hey, privately, Kyle, this is what I need. He's publicly saying, this is what I need. I need the freedom to push the ball down the field and throw the ball more than 20 times a game. I need the freedom to play like I did in 2017 to be confident because to be, you, you, you to play well, you need freedom. He's saying that publicly. And Kyle's saying, huh? Huh? I, I didn't hear what he said. I, I don't even listen to his press. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to call the plays how I want to call them. That's terrible, man. He's telling you what he needs, and you're ignoring him, literally ignoring him. That's terrible. That's not good coaching. And that's why it always bugs me when people are so quick to call him a good coach. Like, yeah, you like his playbook because you probably, someone leaked it to you, and you can look through it, and now you taught yourself X's and O's. And he does have a cool playbook, but it doesn't make him a good coach. It does not make him a good coach. And look at this stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's there's things that Kyle Shannon is good at. Um, yeah. And there's things that he needs to improve in. And yep. I think people need to understand that that's with anybody. That's with me. That's with, you know, no doubt. Right. Everybody. Me too. We all have our strengths and weaknesses and you got to be honest with yourself. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to allow that criticism, that positive feedback in order to grow and get better. Roger says, do you think Shanahan will make Jimmy a captain? (laughs) No, (laughs) not absolutely not. He's worried right now about uh, Jimmy taking the team over. Yeah. Shreddy Murphy says, be left, which D'Amico Ryan's and Trey Lance dynasty. Leftwich is very interesting to me. His experience uh, playing and working with Brady is very intriguing. Definitely got to bring him in for an interview. He'd be one of the top people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know if uh, Ryan's would stick around. I think he's going to be gone at a head coaching position. I personally like offensive head coaches because then the offense doesn't change if there's a new coordinator, uh, you know, leaving to take another job. If you're a defensive head coach and then you have an offensive coordinator, he gets hired out. Now you got a whole new offense. Yeah. For me, I personally like offensive head coaches. I agree. So, but you know, yeah. if, if Jed York gets rid of Kyle for some reason, he's just going to promote D'Amico. You know, yeah, it. you know, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but what you just said, what you mm-hmm. just said, is I agree with. They yeah. got to figure out the quarterback position and all that. And yeah, uh, fun fact: Leftwich started with a career with an ankle injury. True, true, true. Grady Williams says, "What's sad is that Trey would have ran through a brick wall for Kyle and his teammates to prove himself. Shake my damn head, Trey is a leader, just not for the Niners." It's too bad. Now, to uh, to Jimmy's credit, he will too. They both will. Um, I'll just say but that. the th- the difference is J- Jimmy is now he's going to speak up a little bit, and Trey's still a twenty two year old kid. That's true. 
You know? And now I almost feel like that's why I like what Jimmy's doing. And I almost feel like he's, he's the quarterback this team needs because someone needed to stand up to this guy. Mm-hmm. Someone needed to stand up to Kyle and say it publicly like, dude, leave me alone. I'm 31 years old. I've been playing. You're not out there. I have to live with the, with the results. Let me get yeah. some freedom. I love yeah. it. And Trey was never going to do that. He was never – he couldn't. 22. Jimmy can. I love mm-hmm. Jimmy for this. I, I like Jimmy now. If he keeps doing this, I'm going to get his jersey. Yeah. I'm going to get yeah. his jersey. I'm not getting his jersey. <laughs> I know you're not either, but <laughs> I will say that uh, I, I like this it's Jimmy. Dope. Man. If he, if he like would have came in and been the corporate guy and uh, yeah. team, team Kyle all the way, uh, I would have been just like, ah, whatever, same Jimmy. But yeah. I love him, Jimmy Garoppolo's attitude. I'm rooting for him. I hope he does great. Because honestly, he's vindic- like he's uh, justified in acting like this. Mm-hmm. They left him for dead, and yeah. now now they need him. Now they're like, Jimmy, could you could you please save our season, Jimmy? Oh yeah, but I got some conditions. Here's how I want to play. Yeah. Oh, you don't like that? Well, Brock Purdy will do your game plan. Go ahead, Kyle. By all mm-hmm. means. Show the world how good you are at evaluating and developing quarterbacks. Do it, Kyle. Oh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> okay, well, then we're going to yeah. love Jimmy, man. What, Madness what, to Madness says, I, I'm just I'm projecting this onto Jimmy. I have no idea if he's doing these things, but I hope he is. You if know, it wasn't I, for the game that Trey won versus the Texans, we wouldn't have even made the playoffs in the block punt in Green Bay that won, not Jimmy. It's true. It's true. It's all very sad. It's yeah. all very sad. Uh, more. The locker room dynamics. How do you see him going right now? Well, you're, I mean, you're actually in the locker room. So you, you, you I'm sure you have a more of a grasp than me, but from what I see from the outside, it all relates to what we talked about. You know, you got veterans that wanted to go with Jimmy in the first place. Mm-hmm. They saw what Kyle Shanahan did with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Shanahan chose to go with Trey Lance. You got guys that I'm, I, I promise you there's guys on the team that not, that, are not happy about how he used Trey Lance. So there's a lot of dissension. Uh, there's a lot of different things going on. And I'm curious about who's really leading this team right now. Is it the veterans and Jimmy or, or is it Kyle Shanahan? And like I said, as long as they win, I think everything's going to be okay. Uh, but if they re- reach a rough period, all of that stuff is going to boil over. Yeah. Uh, and it's really interesting to me. To me, yeah. To me, the, the leader of this team is clearly Jimmy. And that's been the problem. Like Kyle's been trying to take back the team since 2020 and he can't. And in trying to take it away from Jimmy, I think he's even made Jimmy's position even stronger. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause now Jimmy's like a victim. Like I, I feel bad for Jimmy mm-hmm. and I was his biggest critic. Now, now I'm like, Oh man, like God, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I think the locker room dynamics are kind of messed up. Um, if they play for Jimmy, great. But what if Jimmy gets hurt? What if Jimmy misses time? What if Jimmy struggles because he hasn't been preparing? I mean, you know, this season could go sideways quickly. People are getting hurt at 2020 rates. I mean, who? So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm a little concerned about this team. They don't seem to be on the same page with their head coach. It seems like the head coach is trying to force an offensive philosophy on an offense that wants to do something else. The offense wants to pass. Kyle wants to run. You got all the you're paying 16 million for Kittle, 25 million for Debo. You've all first round pick in Ayuk, and everything has to go through Jeff Wilson Jr. and, and Marlon Mack and Tevin Coleman, who's back. Yeah. So okay. yeah, yeah, I think there's a strange thing going on, at least with the offense. Can I say I agree with the with Jimmy and, and the guys on the team? Because you have to have a balanced offense. You have, you have to have a passing game. Yes, you do. Yeah. The, the the 49ers have had a horrible passing game the entire time Kyle Shanahan has been here. Yeah, it, They have a great offensive uh, rushing game. They have great yeah. defense, but they can't pass. Right now they're ranked 31st in yeah. passing. Of course, they have the Chicago game and Trey Lance stuff, so it's very early. But right now they're second to last in passing game. Every year they're you know at the best in the middle of the pack with the passing game. If this guy is an offensive genius – I really – and if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the greatest f- throwers of the football on the planet, then I would just like to see a, a decent passing game. And they're going to need it in the postseason. We've seen that over and over and over again. You can't just be one-sided. It's like if you had a defense that was only good at stopping the run, but they couldn't stop the pass. Or exactly. they could only stop the pass, but couldn't stop the run. You're yeah. going to get ate up. And if yeah. your offense can only run the ball and you can't pass, 
you're going to have trouble. So Kyle Shanahan needs to show that he can develop a passing game as an offensive genius. Yeah, and he's like, again, his passing game has become like, even when he does pass, it's uh, extended handoffs, screen, screen, behind the line of scrimmage, uh, little shovel pass. Oh, my God, he let Jimmy throw a dig over the middle. That's a deep shot in this offense. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's It's too one-dimensional. Even his passing game is like a running play half the time. And yet you have to use the whole field. That's why we like the idea of Trey Lance. Um, but Kyle doesn't seem like he actually wants to use the whole field. And Jimmy mm-hmm. does. And it seems like the offense does. So, Kyle, maybe you should do what your players want to do. I mean, they're not a bunch of rookies anymore. It's not like the 2017 team. These are a bunch of vets that you've paid a lot of money and empowered and taught the football. Why don't you listen to them? Stop treating them like Madden players. They're people. Yeah, there's an expression in coaching. You say great teams. I don't know what it is, but it's great teams are led by the players. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so – let your players lead, man. Like yeah. they're, they're already doing it to a degree. So right. just ease up. Listen it's to like, him. It's like he wants the credit for winning. It's not enough to win. He has to be – he won because of his scheme. And the scheme is the run game. Mm-hmm. So what he doesn't realize is if, if he just empowers his players to win the Super Bowl, he gets credit too. Like is anyone saying Andy Reid's a champion, but he has Patrick Mahomes, so it doesn't really count. Like no, he, he, he empowered Patrick Mahomes to be a freaking baller, and Andy Reid will be a Hall of Famer now. And so yeah. that's what Kyle has to do. Right. Like and, and he's never going to do that if he's infatuated with quarterbacks like Brock Purdy. You kidding? Yeah. Are you kidding? That's what you want? His favorite quarterback of all time is Kirk Cousins? You kidding? He's not even a top 10 quarterback in the league. And that's your guy. That's it, like your platonic ideal of a quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Come on. Why even trade three first-round draft picks for a quarterback if all you're going to do is run the ball? Yes! Wow. Spin facts today. That, that was very succinct. On the money. I liked it. Hear that, Kyle? Cisco's kid says, first play Sunday night, play action bomb, Danny Gray. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. I will take credit for that. Terrence Wing, thank you. Uh, Terrence Wing says, hey, Grant, Kittle is back, bro. Wow. Wow. What a coincidence. Josh says, Kyle doesn't want the Belichick-Brady dynamic where the quarterback gets a lot of the credit, so he'll stick to the checkdowns. Yeah, and quarterbacks like Brock Purdy. No one will ever give Brock Purdy any credit for any success if he plays. Mm-hmm. Ever. It's going to make the Nick Mullins effect. Let mm-hmm. Jimmy cook. Jimmy better make something better than a PB&J. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Flav says, I don't understand the argument that they should have played Trey last year. Why? So he could have been injured running 13 times a game last year. Well, can I answer that? Sure. They shouldn't have ran him 13 times a game. They should have, yeah. let, they should have let him play and play quarterback yeah. instead of running back. And then he would be a much further along right now. Than I would he argue he's better at throwing running. I don't understand the problem. He, he doesn't. He's not a tremendous runner. And when I when he passes, he looks good. I don't. What's the issue? No, nah, the issue is that Kyle would actually have to change his system dramatically for mm-hmm. Trey Lance, and Kyle's a system coach, so he didn't do it. We thought he would. He let us down. He pretended he would, but he didn't. Yeah. He's like he he keeps talking about the plays he was drawing up for Trey Lance. Yeah, it was counter bash. Great, good stuff. So, I'm gonna use him like Tim Tebow. And you're gonna wait a year for it, and you're gonna be so excited, and then it'd be like, "What?" Yeah. Never in my mind did I think that that was what was gonna happen. Like, just wild. Yeah. Oscar says, "What do you think about Joe sitting down doing a film study with Russell Wilson and hasn't done one anything with Trey?" Joe. Uh, Joe Montana. Hmm. Did he do it with Russell Wilson? I didn't know that. Joe's not a big uh, Trey Lance Niner guy. guy. He's not yeah. a big Trey guy. He's not a big Niner guy either. Um, hmm. I'm thinking he probably got paid to do that. Charlie says, Kyle needs to take care of Jimmy. Take him out for walks, give him lots of exercise, feed him three times a day, pet him, tell him he's a good boy, et cetera. <sighs> yes, I like this uh, soap opera. It's a lot of fun. They need to work on their interpersonal relationship. Edgardo Rodriguez says, Jimmy can get us a lot of defensive PIs. Yeah, man, throw it deep. Nathan Flores says, I've been rough on Jimmy, but if Jimmy starts being a rebel and takes shots down the field and saves Nana hands again, I'd give Jimmy some credit. Yeah, man, this is like, bad jimmy you know like comes in with like a leather jacket and is like ooh, i break all the rules i love this guy this guy's great yes niner's daddy says i I like new jimmy swag but uh won't last if he fails yeah that's true you actually have to he's got to back up his words but they would have ran him 13 times a game last year yeah well i think we're saying that the niners are really mismanaged trey lance like in every single way possible Mm -hmm. and if he had gone to a team that was like 
that didn't have the quarterback still there that was kind of rebuilding and, and on his timeline, he could have just been the next Josh Allen. But uh, now he's probably going to have to be the next Steve Young because if he ever works out, it's probably 30 by the time he actually gets to develop and play. I really want to know if, if, if Trey Lance comes back next year, is Kyle Shanahan going to learn anything or is he just going to do the same crap that he did with him? I mean, his pattern is to do the same, is to double down. That's He's the, the most aggressive double downer in the history of blackjack. Kid, double down. Okay. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what his hand did. He's doubling down. Jeez. Okay, let's talk about something else. Talanoa Hufunga, Brandon Ayuk, two young guys who, by all accounts, worked their rear ends off all off season and mm-hmm. are reaping the rewards of their work. Are you mm-hmm. impressed? Absolutely, man. I like. I love. You know, I was a big Hufanga guy coming into, you know, honestly, I think I predicted Brandon Ayuk would be the leading uh, receiving yards. And so far he is leading the wide receivers and receiving yards. Um, I, I don't know if that's going to change necessarily with Jimmy, unless we get spicy Jimmy who gets to throw down field. Maybe that would be the case. Um, but, I, you know, Brandon Ayuk busted his ass with Trey Lance all week or excuse me, all off season. You know, he came in the best shape of his life. Uh, and he's leading the team in receiving yards, and I think he's going to finish leaving the te- leading the team in receiving yards. And then with Huff, you know, I predicted he would lead the team in tackles after Fred Warner, um, and he is. He's leading. He's actually beating Fred. Fred Warner's fifth right now in tackles. He's only got five tackles with Fungo. I believe has fourteen or fifteen tackles. Yeah. He has an interception, and uh, he caused another interception. Hufunga is killing it right now, and. If you remember, you know, you remember you were there in OTAs and training camp. He's the first guy out, you know, on the field working his butt off. And so, uh, you know, Hufanga and Ayuk are proving that when you work hard, good things happen. Uh, and I think they both deserve it, man. They're, they're, they've earned it. Yeah, I feel like it sort of validates a lot of the offseason coverage, at least mine. Like you go to all these practices, you, you really try to take it seriously and give your interpretation. You tell people like, hey, you know. Every day, Hafunga, Ayuk, they seem like they're working hard and they're doing good in practice. And it's nice to know that that was real. You know, I wasn't, we weren't making it up. It translates and it shows you that when these players break out, it's not random. You can sort of see it coming if you're paying attention to the team a lot of the time. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, for all the rookies watching, you know, on the 49ers, they definitely need to be paying attention to Hafunga and Ayuk and they can make a, a similar jump next year but Hufanga made the season exciting I think coming into two of my concerns were the two biggest concerns was the line and you know the safety play especially with Ward being injured but Hufanga it's like you know he he might be better than Ward when Ward comes back I know that's extreme to say but I mean when we get Ward and Hufanga back there I mean the the safeties are going to be just tremendous and I think no question they're going to have the best defensive back unit the 49ers have had and yeah. since I can remember, yeah. With with these two guys, it, I, I see it with young guys. I mean, I'm getting older now, and these guys are in their their 20s. And there's a lot of people on a football team that come and go. And I feel like not all of them think they're going to be the best or or strive to be the best. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, there's these young guys who have it in them that they're going to be the best. And you could tell with Talano, it didn't matter. He was a fifth round pick. He's that's he's striving to be the best. And doesn't mean just because you want to meet doesn't mean you'll be there. But the ones that get there usually take it upon themselves to prove it every day. It's a practice in May. I want to be the best player on the field. It's a practice in August. I got to prove I'm the best player on the field. And all of a sudden, you end up being the best player on the field most of the time, and then it translates to the game. So you see it. We saw it with Debo. We saw it with – I mean, Bosa probably had this a long time ago, but we've seen it with Talano. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, impre- I'm impressed with him in that. Uh, you know, you kind of saw it just his instincts last year. He's just a little step behind, but – now the game's probably slowed down for him, and, and he's doing amazing. You know, I think the one area where he may need to improve, he, he's solid downhill when everything's in front of him. Maybe the only area where Hufanga needs to still improve is in coverage when he has to turn uh, and cover deep. So, you know, I'm sure he'll improve at that too with his work ethic. Yeah. Um, hold on. We got one comment I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. I want to see Jordan Mason, says Danny Young. Let's talk about yes. Jordan Mason. Uh, it seems like he could play. He could be the number two back behind Jeff Wilson Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jordan Mason's incredibly important this year. What do you think? They need Jordan Mason. And I know Jeff Wilson Jr. had a good game last game, 
but against the Bears, he looked bad, and maybe it's just the weather. Some some guys are better at running in the rain than others. Uh, I've noticed that. But um, Jeff Wilson Jr. right now, if you include both games, is at 3.9 yards per carry, which is not tremendous. Uh, leading rusher on the team is Debo. They need a running back that can step up and, and, and do his thing. And I really, you know, from what we saw with Jordan Mason in the preseason, I just really want to see it because he looked amazing in the preseason. And if that translates the same way, in the actual season, then you might have another potential star um, with Jordan Mason. So I really hope we get, he gets some some touches so we can see what he looks like. Yeah, it seems to me that like you know, um, Jimmy Jimmy wants to cook, but this is never going to happen. And Kyle's going to stick to his guns, and he wants to run the ball because he wants to be the star. And so the success of this team is always going to be dependent on the running back. In 2019. No one ever talk, No one ever gives a running back credit. It's always Kyle. But in 2019, Raheem Mostert went off, and the Niners rode him to the Super Bowl. They should, probably could have rode him to a Super Bowl victory, but all of a sudden, he stopped getting the ball. Uh, last year, they had Elijah Mitchell, who was not quite Mostert, but damn good. And they rode him very far, probably gave him way too many touches. Now, I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr. isn't going to be the guy that takes you to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I don't, we've seen Jeff. He's good, but he's like a, a, a change of pace guy. It ain't. Ty Davis Price. Um, it can't be Debo. I mean, you can't give him that many carries. It, I think, it, I mean, Mitchell's coming back, but for, for now, it's got to be Mason or else the Niners are going to be struggling with their offense because it's a running back driven offense. Yeah. I mean, Elijah Mitchell had 6.8 yards per carry, which is fantastic, but he's hurt. So, yeah. you know, hopefully he comes back healthy and, and he's great. The leading yards per carry guy is Debo Samuel, but yeah, I think we're going to talk about that more. Why it can't be Debo. Um, and then, you know, Tyler Tavis price was 2.4 yards per attempt. And Jeff Wilson is at 3.9 yards per attempt, which is not good enough. Uh, and again, a lot of it might have to do with the Chicago bears game. He was mm-hmm. thrown in there in the, in the monsoon. So we'll see, maybe he'll get better. He did better last week, but I really think they need a strong running back, um, to even, even when, uh, Elijah Mitchell comes back, they need to, to have to, and Elijah Mitchell showing that he, you know, he gets injured. He runs so hard and he, he does get injured from time to time. Jordan Mason is going to be huge. You know, maybe Marlon Mack can come back and be himself. But based on what I saw in the preseason, Jordan Mason looked awesome. So I just want to see it play out in the actual game. Yeah, it, because if if Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, struggles and Jordan Mason doesn't get an opportunity, um, it doesn't mean they're going to pass more. Most likely it just means that Debo's going to run more. And that's not what you want week three. He's already running too much. So Jordan Mason, that's Kyle. Let the running backs run the ball. Yeah. He got so clever the last couple of years. I mean, it's, fo- it's funny. Like his story arc, he goes to Atlanta, has the greatest offense ever, blows 28 to three because he can't run the ball with the lead. So what does he do now? He has an offense that's predicated on if you're on the field, you have to be running back. Everyone has to be running back. Oh, you play wide receiver? Yeah, but can you play running back too? He only has gadget guys. And if you're a quarterback, well, just only for Trey. Anyway. Wow, he's in a whole 180. Like, now he's all about running the ball. In fact, he hates passing the ball. It's weird. And the problem is when all you do is run the ball, if you come up against a team that is great at stopping the run, you have nothing. Screwed. You have nothing. And that's, yeah, what happened in the playoffs last year. The Niners' Mm -hmm. offense was not there. All right, let's talk Mm -hmm. about Debo Samuel. Uh, (laughs) People don't like to talk about injuries and predicting injuries because you feel like you're speaking it into existence, but – we all saw it coming with Trey Lance. I mean, we talked about it last week. Like, hey, maybe they should stop using some, him between the tackles like they did. And, and then boom. Uh, so I feel like it's just a matter of time for Josh Allen and other quarterbacks who are used like that. And let's talk Debo. I mean, he runs between the tackles. He gets a lot of carries. And he's not a running back. And even if he were a running back, running backs get injured, especially on this team. So mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I feel like the Niners aren't really protecting Debo. They're doing what they got to do to win. But it's week three. What do you think? Debo's Debo's your second leading receiver on the team behind IU right now. And he's tied. He's got Jeff Wilson has one more yard than him, but he's averaging 8.8 yards per carry. Uh, So he's the leading rusher, essentially. He's tied with Jeff Wilson and he's second in receiving yards. So what that means is that Debo is the entire offense for the 49ers. He's a majority of the offense for the San Francisco 49ers. And if you lose Debo Samuel, you got a whole entire different team and you cannot afford to let that happen. And I'm hoping Kyle Shannon learns from what happened to Trey Lance and, and, and uses Debo a little bit differently than he has been so far. I just feel like 
we're trying to give Kyle Shanahan friendly suggestions and, you know, quality control and all that. But, like, he just doubles down. And also, it's not just him. It's his dad. Like, if you're our age, you remember what Mike Shanahan was like. And, you know, Terrell Davis, a Hall of Famer. I just want to remind people what Mike Shanahan did to Terrell Davis. Okay? His rookie year, 237 carries. That's cool. Next year, 345. 96. 345 carries in the regular season. 97, 369. 98, 392, okay? So I think the the Shanahan's have a very long documented history of running people into the ground. They get a good player. Oh, I'm giving you the ball every freaking time. And it, they did it to Terrell Davis he, four years, and then he was done. Towards ACL, never the same. Mm-hmm. And they got Debo. Had they got Debo. Yeah. I just hope they don't do it to him, man. Yeah, you just paid the guy. I mean, protect him yeah. a little bit. Like, it's time to start protecting your star players a little bit. Yeah. Re- just risk reduction. That's all we're asking for. Risk reduction, right? Please. Please. Like, like let, let Debo run outside. Just yeah. like you should let Trey Lance yeah. not run as much. And if you are, let him run outside a little bit. Uh, it's called Don't give him the ball when you're winning. Don't run him when you're up two scores. Yeah. Don't don't run him unless it's worth of something. Like, what's the point? Like, because again, you gave him twenty five million a year, right, to play wide receiver, not to play running back. Don't tell me you gave him twenty five million dollars a year to play running back. Shame on you if you did that. Let him play wide receiver. They they drafted a quarterback to play running back. They gave Debo twenty five million to play running back. It's three first round picks on a running back. Twenty five million on a running back. Like, that is that is genius. Wow. Yeah, please don't. You gave the guy the money. He's a huge part of your team. Be careful. I know it's football, and I know Rich Eisen will defend anything you do, Kyle. Have you noticed that Rich Eisen is the first one to be like, wait a second. Why are people saying, like, dude, we know you're great friends with, you're probably probably great friends with Mike Shanahan, but you don't have to defend everything Kyle does. He's not your son. It's absolutely common sense. Like, the things we're saying is straight common sense. Like Common sense. And, you know, Juice comes out with – I like Juice, man. He's one of my favorite Niners. But this flipping of the coin crap, what are you talking what? about, brother? Yeah, man. If that's what they teach you in Harvard, like, I I know Juice is smarter than that. I think he's just yeah. coming at people. He knows that not everyone he's is. He's trying to defend the coach. I guess that. and he tried, But it's like, man, what? Bro. You just say anything. It's, you think it's smart because he came from Harvard. You just be saying – people just be saying stuff these days, man. People say anything. <laughs> You can flip a coin 11 times. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's galaxy brain stuff right there. Danny Young says, I just want to see Jordan Mason. We got you already. My bad. Project Max says, why does the locker room get behind if Jimmy sucks and only wins? Uh, who? Who does the locker room get behind if Jimmy sucks and only wins six more games? Trey or Jimmy? Jimmy? I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. I, Jimmy. I, it's, hard to, it's hard to figure. This could go a lot of different directions, Project. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. I don't know. Official BNA Music 88 says Lil B or Jimmy G. Who's the better cook? Oh, it's not even close. Lil B. <laughs> Wonton soup, whatever you want. And he's got the, the cooking dance. I'm what happened to Lil B? I don't know who Lil B is, so I'm old. My bad, guys. That's okay. Yeah, Lil B's my age. He went to uh, okay. Albany High, Berkeley High. Anyway, he made the Van song back in 05. Sorry. Uh, he's, a, he's a millennial like me. Andrew <laughs> Valencia says Trey knows his mistakes, but if he's not solid passing, why run him so much? Can't learn if he's not doing it in game. Plus, Jimmy's still lax in passing. Um, yeah, again, they're gonna he's never gonna actually running. practice throwing. Yeah, he missed the first deep throw and hit three in a row, and then broke his ankle. He, he, he hit three deep shots in a row. If you think about it, he was gonna become a good passer through osmosis. It, you know, it wasn't from actually doing it. The Niners believe in osmosis. That's why they got Jimmy in the first place. They're like, he is Tom Brady. Because he was next to Tom Brady. <laughs> he stood next to him. He stood next to him, and that's enough. Yeah. Josh says Kyle should steal Harbaugh's strategy and hit his quarterback's pads before games. Yeah, do something. Show yeah. show your quarterback that you're behind him. But uh, he won't. Charlie says, I'm living for the caddy drama between Kyle and Grant. I expect a <laughs> knockdown, dragout, catfight at a future press conference soon. Uh, I hope not. I'm trying my best to be as professional. You hear my tone, right? Very professional. Yeah. Not snarky. These are fair questions. I mean, Jimmy basically teed it up. He said, that's that's a good question. Like, obviously not for, for the coach, the guy who makes a decision. So I, I asked a question. Of, I think what a lot of people don't understand is the way Grant asks questions is 100% normal in other, other yeah. regions. Yeah, right. It's if just kind of got York, raised out of this market. Yeah, if he's in New York, 
that's how they ask questions. Like, like he's dude, being I'm soft in New York. Too. Everyone's like, this guy, this new guy yeah. is soft, dude. Who is yeah. this guy from California? <laughs> right. That's what, that's what I would be out there. Yeah. And that's what my dad realized. It's like being a Brook, a New Yorker in California is shocking. Just, yeah. just like being yourself. You're like, oh, he said what he thought. Whoa, <laughs> we don't do that out here. Yeah, you know, I just got back from New York. Yeah, and everyone's like, all the Californians, people are rude in New York. They're so mean. I freaking loved it, man. They just tell you how they feel. They're blunt. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate that so damn much. Yeah. Man. I, I like it, it too. It's not rude. Or I don't know. Maybe some people think rude is bad. Sometimes rude is good. Rude can be nice. Tell me how you feel. Tell me how you feel. Yeah. I don't want to have to guess and like, well, he said he's in a good mood, but his, the body language really seemed like right. he was telling me to go screw myself. I don't really know. <laughs> right. Michael, right. Michael Carroll says Shane Falco is still in the market to say it. <laughs> Josh says besides quarterback, who's got the better team, Niners, Bills? I think besides most people feel like the Niners have the team. Like if you take the quarterbacks out of the situation, they're the best team in the league. Which is again why I say Kyle win the Super Bowl because I think someone else could come in here, figure out the quarterback situation, which you hadn't figured out in six years, and win a Super Bowl. You're looking like Mark Jackson right now, man. Prove that you're Steve Kerr. You hung out with Steve Kerr yesterday. You know mm -hmm. Steve Kerr, but you're not Steve Kerr yet. You're Mark Jackson until you win. It's hard. To, I mean, it's, it's completely hard to say. I'm not 100% familiar with all their players, but I tell you what, I do love Stefan Diggs uh, and I do love their running backs. So I don't know. Uh, Trey Davis White. Trey Davis White, really good. Uh, heresy says Kyle has his issues, but let's not let the bad boy Jimmy persona change anything. <laughs> bad boy Jimmy, that's funny. Jimbo ain't that guy, and he's shown it. Probably true. 2019 only happened because an elite defense most are breakout in Salah, and it's true. Like 2017 happened, but I've pointed. I mean, it, it was your house money. The team was eliminated. There was no pressure. You know, like Jimmy had pressure in the Super Bowl, and he didn't hit. He, he really played terribly. So he has mm -hmm. pressure in the playoffs, and he's one of the worst playoff quarterbacks ever. So I don't know. Heresy, you're yeah. right. Yeah, talk is one thing, but he, he's going to have to prove it as well. And he will. You know? He will. I hope they cut to Kyle's face if he, if Jimmy misses a deep throw like immediately. <laughs> Kyle's like, oh, gosh. Told you, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Seth says, why is everyone overlooking this game? Broncos D has allowed less points than us this season. Writing it off just like Chicago, Russ will be Russ. Not trying to be negative as a fan, but you know it's true. You're right. Um, this is a trap game for sure. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, we'll take a couple more questions. But it is a trap game. Rhino G says, have you guys noticed Debo runs like Tyreek Beauty? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't noticed that. Debo runs like Debo. Haberman and Middlecoff, Trey is too slow to run the read option. Only thing he can do well is run up the middle. Kyle doesn't trust him throwing. All right, well, then that was a great draft pick. Good evaluation, Kyle. How does Kyle get points for evaluating him, trading up, and then being like, oh, you know what? He's not that good. Everyone's like, Kyle is so observant. He just, like, what? How does he get yeah. points for this? Yeah. That, that's that been my complaint. Like, you either you either got to not like how he's using him or you got to not like the fact that he tried to trade Jimmy, your boy, and yeah. for three first-round draft picks and draft him in the first play. One of the two. Like people are like, hey, it's not, it's, it's not Kyle's fault that, that uh, Trey's Tim Tebow. Yes, it is. He <laughs> drafted him. He traded up for him. He drafted him. He developed him. He sat him for It's absolutely 100% his fault. Like, what? I get worked up. <laughs> Josh says trade Bosa, Trent, Debo, and Kittle for Hoyer. Yeah, bring it. Yes. Bring back the 2017 49ers, please. Okay. Why does Kyle benefit from Jimmy? We've always talked about how Jimmy benefits from Kyle. Why does Kyle benefit from Jimmy? This year specifically, all he has, if, if they do bad, he's just going to say it's because it's because Trey got hurt and I had to go with Jimmy, the guy I wanted to get rid of. He's a scapegoat for, for, for Kyle Shanahan. If Jimmy doesn't do good, it's a scapegoat for, for Kyle Shanahan. That's why I wanted to get rid of him. You know, I wanted to go with Trey Lance. Trey Lance got hurt. It buys him a whole entire another year. Without That's that's his go-to. You know, Jay York pulls him in. Why didn't you guys do good? Well, Trey Lance got hurt. That was my guy. It, it's a whole another year for, for Kyle Shanahan because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> I – I still think that Kyle's on the hot seat. I do. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know what Jed's going to do, but if he had to sold, if he hadn't kept Jimmy and they had 15, ga 15 games of Brock Purdy, I don't know that Kyle would make it. I don't know that he'd make it. Mm -hmm. It would be bad. He might lose the locker room, all of it, if he hasn't already. So um, Jimmy is the Band-Aid. Jimmy saves him, and now Jimmy's not doing it silently anymore. He's doing it on his terms, which is just the coolest twist of the whole year. Bad boy Jimmy. We got to call him bad boy Jimmy from now on. Yeah. He's like the notorious AIM. 
if Jimmy does great, that also makes Kyle Shanahan look bad. So it's kind of a, I don't know. If Jimmy does yeah, great, Kyle's like credit for it. I mean, he didn't want him yeah. on the practice field. Right. He didn't want him in meetings. He spent three first round draft picks again to, to get yeah. rid of him, and yeah. this comes out and does amazing. It's kind of like major league, right? Where the owners of the Cleveland Indians bet against their own team, and they're trying to like dismantle it, and they like the team like wins yeah. in spite of them. Well, yeah. that's kind of like what this team is trying to do right here. You know, right. all time great flick, all time great flick. Yeah. So Kyle definitely benefiting from Jimmy. Um, Bryant Culp says banana hands until he wins us a ring. Yeah. Yeah, you have bananas for fingers until you win a ring, and then you can have human hands, and we'll put the ring on the human hands. But right now, your fingers are too big for rings. Sorry. Okay, let's talk about this game. Niners and Broncos, trap yeah. game. Broncos have a hell of a defense, and Russell freaking Wilson. Yeah. Uh, the biggest advantage, I think, for the 49ers going into this is Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has been awful. And, and, you know, as much as, you know, I complain about Kyle Shannon, understand when I complain about Kyle Shannon, it's not because I think he's an F coach, right? I just don't think he's an A plus right now. I think there's things he's lacking. But Nathaniel Hackett has been pretty bad. He, you know, he's the, he's the Green Bay offensive coordinator. It's his first year as a head coach for the Denver Broncos. And every game, well, there's only been two, but out of both games, he's already had four delay of game penalties because of getting the play calls in. Uh, and if you watch the first one against, uh, the Seahawks, um, he, the, the whole – he went for like a 64-yard field goal. You just paid 200 – you paid a quarter of a billion dollars for Russell Wilson, uh, and they just let the clock run out. They had like 40 seconds and like a timeout or two. They let the clock run all the way down and went for a 64-yard field goal and, instead of saving their time and letting Russell Wilson try to pick up fourth and four. Uh, and now after the game, he's like, you know, I totally regret uh, – that decision we should have went for it and then and then the next game his last game same stuff he's uh not a good decision maker so as, as much as i criticize kyle Shanahan, nathaniel hackett is a better coach or it, it, he's a better coach than nathaniel hackett. <laughs> nathaniel hackett looking like easily the worst coach in the league right now <laughs> and uh, not just from like in-game decisions but also just his offense looks terrible they're they, they scored 16 points in each of the first two games so yeah. they gotta crack 20 for the first time um, their defense is really good, though. Both the Niners and the uh, uh, Broncos have given up 26 points this year. Mm -hmm. Now, the Niners give up seven points on special teams. So maybe the Niners have a better defense. But this defense is really good, too. And what's interesting is they have – I don't know if Patrick Sertan's going to play. Is he playing? Uh, I, I don't think they've announced whether he's playing or not, but he's he's like on the day-to-day -day right oh, now. Oh, he's questionable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if he plays, I mean, they have really, really good corners. Debo may have to might have to play running back. Ayuk might not have a great game. Um, it might be Kittle or bust. And I don't know. Maybe maybe Bad Boy Jimmy has a bad game. I don't know. So mm -hmm. this is this seems like a game where the defense has to be not only elite but disciplined because they always lose to quarterbacks who get out who they let out of the pocket. Justin Fields, yeah. keep him in the pocket. He's thirty four years old. Don't let him look like twenty six year old Russ. They do that. They should win this game. It's going to be close. My prediction, it's going to be close. Uh, it's going to be a defensive game, I would imagine. Uh, I think Kittle, like you said, he's going to have a big day. It's, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, and if they have a weakness covering, it's, good, it's going to be the, their, their linebackers covering uh, George Kittle. But one thing that's um, overlooked is that Javante Williams is 5.4 yards per carry and Melvin Gordon, who is, is 4.8 yards per carry, and they both have the same amount of touches. So they got a, a yeah. two-man team of, of good running backs. And, you know, yeah. 49ers yeah. do have a good run defense, but from a running back perspective, not, not including Debo or Elijah Mitchell, who's not playing, their running backs are doing better than, than Jeff Wilson Jr. Well, so, think about it this way. They're not going to beat themselves. Like, I don't know how explosive their offense is going to be, but they're going to run the ball. And Russell Wilson's a Hall of Fame quarterback, in my opinion. So they're not going to beat themselves. They may not score a lot of points, but if the Niners' offense – stumbles all over itself and commits a bunch of turnovers, they'll lose because the, the Niners have shown they can beat themselves. And I don't think yeah. – I don't, well, I guess Denver did. I guess Denver did. But I don't – so Hackett could beat himself. But Russ won't. So I don't know. Jimmy better be careful. Yeah. This could, it's an interesting game. This is one of those games. Honestly, I don't really know. You know, I think the Niners overall are definitely the better team, I would say. Um, but – you know, Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. He hasn't had a good start to this season, um, but I just have a feeling at some point he's going to be Russell Wilson. 
and he loves to do it against the 49ers. So uh, that's definitely a concern. Uh, but I guess Hackett is probably the only thing I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, Nathaniel Hackett's going to screw it up somehow. Um, yeah. Also, it doesn't sound like Jerry Judy's going to play. So I, I really think – look, I, I'm picking the Niners to win 23-13. I think the Niners are going to – the defense is going to hold a bad offense down. Or not a bad offense, but an offense that hasn't gotten off to a good start. And then all the offense has to do is score more than that, 14 points. I think they'll get to 23. So it'll be – that's what I'm expecting. That sounds about right. I think that would be my prediction. But I think it's definitely going to be close. I don't think it's going to be exploding offenses on either side. You know. I want to see, like, if the Niners finish because I feel like they've played really well in the first half the last two weeks and in the second half kind of fallen apart. Not falling apart, but the play has taken a step down. On offense, they did nothing in the second half last week. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and it's going to be the altitude. They're going to get tired. So they're in better shape than the last two weeks. But I'm curious, like, can they play a full game? Because Russell Wilson will. Isn't, isn't that kind of what Kyle Shanahan's history is, though? Like, he just – Kyle Shanahan lets off the gas. Yeah. If he gets like a 10 yard, a 10 point lead, yeah. he's like, okay, let's just play good defense. Let's run, run the ball. Yeah. Let's eat the clock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead, you know, now if you see the trend around the NFL, they're not doing that. No. Um, you know, they're pushing more. I got a 10 point lead. Let's go for 17. Let's go for 24. Yeah. Let's keep pushing it on him. And Kyle's one of the only coaches you see still not doing that. I mean, all the rules benefit passing. The league wants you to pass. Fans want you to pass. They've enabled you to pass. You can't touch the quarterback. You can't touch the, the, the wide receivers, really. Um, Kyle wants to run. None of the rules favor running. Running backs get hurt. All of his running backs get hurt. And now he's using quarterbacks and wide receivers to be running backs, too. And he thinks that's zigging while everyone is zagging. Like, okay, but there's a consequence, dude. Like, you're six, and you're going to use the injury excuse. At a certain point, everyone's going to realize that you're the common denominator here. I'm just saying. So run, Running yeah. the ball like Kyle Shanahan runs it isn't – new wave right it's not futuristic that's 1950s 1960s football and there's a reason that no other team is this one-dimensional that is this committed to just running the ball i mean philly runs the ball but they also let jalen hurts throw it downfield kyle looks like he's gonna like you know shake jimmy if he throws it downfield like right yeah yeah pretty much michael carroll says if you could trade kyle for the cookie monster would you Nah, I always thought the Cookie Monster was kind of overrated. Like, cookies are good, but you don't have to dedicate your life to cookies. Put the you know, cookie it's in kind of mouth. a moderation thing. Yeah. Seth said, Grant, uh, what would you do if Bezos bought the Niners? Jeff go Bezos? about my life. Yeah, yeah, go about my life. Keep doing what I do. I feel you, though. Uh, Ominous24 says, what would Kyle have done if he drafted Mahomes? Do you think Mahomes would be half of what he is now if he had to play in Kyle's offense? Probably not. It'd be a great question. I'd love to know. He'd run a lot more. <laughs> hey, man, got to run you between the tackles, bud. <laughs> uh, Rhino G says, next time, watch Debo run like he's karate chopping. Okay. I like that. <laughs> All right, guys. That's the show. Uh, it's 5 o'clock on the West Coast on a Friday. Go do something fun. Treat yourself. But be careful. In moderation. And be safe. <laughs> I want you to do the, – the phrase of the weekend is risk – reduction <laughs> make it a part of your life internalize yeah. it and maybe the niners will too risk reduction what is this like uh sesame street r <laughs> is for risk reduction this week got it kyle thanks everyone good stuff yeah. ryan